Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. This is episode number 115 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. So if you are new to the show, we talk about overcoming obstacles, defying the odds, and just helping you get past the things in your life that's holding you back. So each week I bring on a different guest. We talk about their backstory, anything that they had to overcome or struggle to get through through what they're doing today. And everyone that I've brought, and I've had people from all over the world. And there's always that central theme that people just want to be happy. You know, people want to be, want to belong to something and they just want to feel that, that they matter. And it doesn't matter if the guest was from Thailand, from Australia, from India, from the US, Canada, Mexico, like it doesn't matter where they're from. We all walk pretty much the same journey. We just take different paths to get there. And that's the beauty of bringing the different guests on because we get to hear multiple perspectives. So I do this three times a week. So, you know, that's what there's 12 different perspectives per month that we get to hear. So this is here to motivate you, to educate you, to entertain you, and most importantly, to transform you. So if you're looking to break free of something, this is the show for you. All right. And so who am I? Why should you listen to me? All right. Let me let me show you. I started doing workshops and doing groups where I'm getting up in front of, front of others, like outside of the gym setting and talking about resilience and perseverance and goal setting and vision and taking action. You should know what one hour of your time is worth. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. starts with clarity of vision. If you don't have the clarity of vision, whatever next thing you get, you're not going to see it through because you don't have the clarity of vision. So the, the point of my pain was being told you will never run or jump again. And all that stuff, I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be able to take this even bigger. If you know why you do what you do, you have to know how to charge for what you do. That's how you're going to change your life, and that's how you're going to leave a legacy for your children and your family. you got to know your work. Alrighty, so today... We're going to talk about self-discovery. And so people always say that it's your, your 20s, like late teens, early 20s, and that's the time for you to, to discover who you are. But we don't have to abide by that because that's not always the case. As my guest today, she, she discovered her true self later on in life. And we're going to get there. Like I'll, I'll let her share her story. 
But the the point of this is, is that life is not written. It's not written in a book where you can say, oh, well, I read this somewhere that by this stage, I should be this. By this age, I should be that. Right? That's all a lo load of crap. Like I'm, I'm just discovering my true to purpose after spending 20 years in the restaurant industry. And now I'm knowing that my, my calling is doing this educating people, motivating people, entertaining people, helping people transform, helping people think better, helping people overcome obstacles, you know, and having people just break free from the restrictions that other people put on them. So are there a lot of other people out there that do it? Yes, but there's people that need to hear it the way I say it. There's people that need to hear my guest story, like only she can tell it. You know, like people need to hear the way Tony Robbins says it. So it, it doesn't matter. There's 7 billion people on this planet. So people are going to find the people that they resonate with, and that's who they're going to gravitate to. So I have the people that gravitate towards my style, and I lean into those people. For the people that don't like my style, I still love you, but then go find someone that you resonate with. Okay, so that's why I do this. That's why I'm here for, for you all. I thank you all for tuning in. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. If you're watching on Facebook, like, share, and help spread the word. Please and thank you. So back to my guest. Who is she? She is a founder of Impact Training and Development, Inc., a firm specializing in providing coaching and professional development programs. She has worked with many organizations conducting professional workshops and providing services in the areas of assessment, coaching, leadership, team building, sales, and career development. She has a master's degree in counseling from John Carroll University. She is a registered corporate coach through the Worldwide Association of Business Coaches. She is now semi-retired and I don't think I've ever heard semi-retired before. <laughs> She's now semi-retired and offers coaching to those exploring the sexuality and choices they have made or are making. Well, help me welcome Nancy Allen to the show. Hi. Nancy, Hi. how's it going? Good, good. So happy to be here. This is fun. Awesome. What a way to start my day. <laughs> so I got to tell you, when I made your, your promo flyer at first, for some reason, I had Nancy Thomas on it. <laughs> so, oh. so on everything that I put out, I had Nancy oh, Thomas no. on it. So I had to go back, pull it all back, <laughs> and redo it. So that, That's my wife. That's my partner's name. My really? Wife. Yeah, Kelly no Thomas. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. But I don't, yeah. Think, I don't think I had that on anything I sent you. So. No, um, I, I had someone on the show a while ago named named Nancy Thomas, so I think uh, that's why it just it just stuck okay. in with, when I did it. So, <laughs> all right. So, how you doing today? I'm doing great. Awesome. Doing great. Living awesome. in Atlanta, Georgia. It's nice and warm here. Ninety degrees. Nice. See, you're nice and warm. Ninety is our hot. We're dying <laughs> up well, here in Rhode Island. <laughs> Ninety is hot for you know anything over eighty three is. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway. I was just out. We have a puppy dog named Sherlock, so I just took him for a walk. So we're good to go. Okay, good, good. Yeah, here is the humidity, as you can see. Like I'm already, I'm already glistening. So like where, where are you? Here. I'm in Rhode Island. Oh, Rhode Island. You said that. Okay, Rhode Island. Okay. Yeah, up in New England. Okay. All right, all right. So you said you're in a, in Atlanta. Were you born and raised there? I was not. I was you born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. The land. All right. Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland. For many, 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 many years. <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. All right. We'll get back there. So first, give me give me your, your one to two minute summary. Just who is Nancy? How, how would you describe yourself? 
who am I? Boy, that's uh, you want me to do that one minute anyway. <laughs> <laughs> give me the give me the cliff notes. Your cliff notes. Okay, who is Nancy Allen? I I have played many roles in my life. I have been, as you just read, all about my business career, but I've also been a wife and a mother. Had traditional relationships. I was born in 1939. So that's a long time ago. And I didn't know there was any other choice in relationships other than heterosexual ones. So anyway, I had two children who are now very old, probably older than you, <laughs> and two grandchildren who are 24. In fact, you were talking about you're an athlete. My granddaughter just graduated from the Naval Academy, and she set a backstroke record for the Naval Academy. Oh, nice. Anyway, so she's awesome. Congrats. That's great. So is that enough? That's enough. Okay. <laughs> All right. So so you, you were born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. So what, what was your upbringing like there? My upbringing in Cleveland, um, boy, my mother was a beautician. So she worked really, really, really hard. And my father was a deadbeat, oh. compulsive gambler didn't really want children. So it was, I was kind of an accident. So he never quite forgave uh, my mother for that. But anyway, my mother was really good to me, but dear old dad, he was really marginal. So I saw her working really hard and I said, I will never have a life like mom. I will find a man who will totally take care of me and support me yeah. and bring in money. And she emphasized that too. So okay, I did that. All right. So, so, do do you mind going into the the dynamic with with your dad? Like, what what was that like? Well, I certainly uh, I can't say that I out of that, but I hated men. I just knew that I didn't want a man with his his style and his approach to being a husband. Okay. So um, I don't know. He tried every once in a while. He wrote me a poem. I, I read his poems every once in a while. So he wasn't all bad. It was just tense. He and mom got along marginally. Anyway, she left him when I was 12. And I encouraged that. It's like, could we get rid of him? So, <laughs> so at age 12, we moved away and she's, she um, had had her own beauty shop, but she, we moved to a great big house in Cleveland, East Cleveland, yep. and set up a beauty shop in that house. And we lived in the rest of the house. And Life without dad was very peaceful. Okay. So was so what what was their dynamic like? Were they young parents? No. Okay. I think she was uh in her late twenties when I was when I was born. Okay. And as I said, he, you know, I think that they just accidentally got pregnant on their honeymoon. Anyway, although I've been looking <laughs> researching ancestry.com and I can't see any record that they ever got married. So I'm thinking, okay. Oh, no. <laughs> I think they probably got pregnant and said, okay, we'll pretend we're married. So, yeah, true, because no one's really going to check. No. no, I didn't see any marriage records or divorce records. And he had another wife, and I saw marriage and divorce records from that wife. So it's like, oh, isn't that interesting? Who would wow. ever know? I mean, no one ever asked you for your marriage certificate, you know? Yeah. All right, so so for those first 12 years that he, he was there, like, was he nurturing at all? Or trying to be, you know, fatherly? Not not particularly. No, I was scared of him because he was big. He was like six foot three. 
mm-hmm. and had and a big guy, you know, probably close to 300 pounds, 275, 300. Anyway, and he had a very loud voice. Now, all of his friends that he gambled with and played with loved him. And they talked about good old Rick. He's so generous. He'll give you the shirt off his back. But I thought, eh, not so much for me. But mm-hmm. I remember our big thing that maybe once a year he would take me rowing in uh, boat sail rowboat rowing yeah. <laughs> in a local park, and that was our outing for the year. So he wasn't awful. It's not like he screamed at me a lot, but yeah. his voice, just his voice when he did talk, was kind of overbearing. And I was real, real quiet. That's maybe something else you need to talk about. <laughs> I was a real loser, like in high school, junior high, high school. We had junior high then, not middle school. And I was a poor, poor, poor student. I probably had ADD, but they didn't uh, diagnose back then. So I struggled to learn. So I and my mother kept saying, you will go to college because she didn't go to college. And look how hard she's working. And I said, no, I just want to get married and have babies. And she said, no, you can't do that. Look at my life. You know, if you end up with a loser, I kept saying, well, I'm not going to end up with a loser like you did. Anyway, I... (laughs) (laughs) I went to high school and I hardly talked in and talk much. And I didn't answer questions because I couldn't think that fast. Anyway, somewhere along the line, my brain snapped into gear mm-hmm. and I went to Kent State University. And I remember when they gave me their acceptance letter it was something I'm rephrasing. It wasn't this bad, but here's the general gist. It's like people like you. <laughs> that says it all right there. <laughs> Academic record. Very rarely, if ever, <laughs> succeed wow. in a college education. And by then I was into the I'll show you like you did with, with the athletics. Yeah. I'll show you. So I went mm-hmm. to Kent State University and excelled. I majored in home economics so that I would be the wife and mother, the perfect wife and mother. And I did very well in that, got good grades and graduated. So, okay, nice. So, so once you, once you grad, well, let me back up a little. Okay. So once you, once you started dating, what Mm. type, what type of guys were you dating? I dated in high school. They had to be tall because I'm uh, five foot 11. Okay. So that was a real thing. They had to be tall. <laughs> so I dated Carl and he was six, five. So that was good. Okay. And then I introduced him to a girl I sat next to in home economics in high school and they fell madly in love. <laughs> oh, God. I saw them at a, one of the high school reunions. I thought, well, that worked out. <laughs> if it weren't for me, they never thanked me. If it weren't for me, they, they would never have known each other. But no anyway, kidding. Wow. Um, but I dated him, I don't know, six months or so. Um, and then I just didn't really date much to the prom. I One of my girlfriends loaned me her six foot five boyfriend to go to the prom with. So I did that. But I didn't really. really? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. Loan a friend. Loan a friend. So anyway, she did. It was kind of fun. I mean, it was okay. I, you know, we danced and then came home and that was the end of that. But at least I got to go to my high school prom, which back then was a big thing. So, yeah. And it still is. So, but it's different now. Now you can go with your girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> so um, men back then, you know, I just kept looking, looking for one that, um, so in college, I didn't date very much, just had a few maybe male friends, had a lot of girlfriends in college. Um, Loved, loved college. Yes. Um, 
get away from it all. You know, it's like I began to come out. I was began to speak and have fun and engage in life. And then um, I graduated and I worked at. And then once they made it, it was just like, and you kind of expect it, especially little, the young 20 year olds, they don't understand it. It's okay. You're green in a business. It's yeah. okay. Um, I don't take it personal. You know what I mean? Because they always come back some kind of way, yeah. you know, but I, you just look at them a little differently because I'd rather you come back organically and, and, and more genuine than just yes. needing a favor or needing to brag about where you are in your life. Now I want to hear the struggles and the, and the successes, you know what I mean? Exactly. So, you know, yeah. Like just, just to add on to that too, as you said, you got to be a giver. Like so many people, like I had someone inbox me the other day with just this long pitch of their investing services and I just wrote back, I don't even know who you are. You know, yeah. like you didn't say, hey, Robert, I see you see you're a speaker. Yeah. How are you today? Yeah. Like, yes, I am a speaker. You know, how are you? Like, you know, let's let's talk a little bit first. You know, and the, yeah. then you can say, hey, you know, I feel like I get. Yeah. But, but you just send me this long old pitch. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's like I have yeah. no clue who, who you are. Like the way yeah. the way I, I get next to people is I just shower them with love. You know, like especially on so social media, like their posts, share their posts, retweet yes. their posts, yes. you know, say something nice that they did and tag them in it. Yep. You know, what people go the other way. They want to take one of their things and they want to tag the influencer in it. It's like that doesn't do anything for them. But Not if I all. say, hey, so-and-so just rocked out this, this video about yep. XYZ topic, you guys need to check this out. You know? yeah. So like I'm going to be on someone's live stream next week. From mm -hmm. that, I just spent two months just showering her with love, and she's here in Rhode Island, you know. Wow. Like, but I genuinely like her stuff, you know. And so, yep. you know, yep. our messages resonate. So I'm sharing yep. the stuff, sharing the stuff. Like I joined her, I joined her her channel, you know. I've been adding value in in the community, and then mm -hmm. finally, she asked me if I would like to be on one of the live streams. I said absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so and that's like, how it kind of worked for me as well in terms of yeah. like building all these relationships with these DJs over the years of working these press events. You know what I mean? Like, I genuinely love y'all work and love y'all personality. Not, not, not everybody you're gonna be close with or click with. You know what I mean? You kind of go with yeah. the, the the natural, genuine feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. But me creating my own marketing and publicity was just years of building the relationships. Where now I can finally say, hey. I need you. You know what I mean? Like, I need your help with this, promoting this book. You know what I mean? But yeah. if I wasn't like a genuine, real, honest person and didn't show any interest in their lives and who they are, they wouldn't have been so accepting and wanting to help me promote it, you know? Exactly. And so um, I'm grateful for that. You know what I mean? Like, so that, that, that makes a big difference. Too. And what you have to realize too is, you know, if God places a whole bunch of winners around you, you can't be that hater. Yeah. God placed these winners around you for you to be inspired. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I had to catch myself in that too because I had a friend of mine who lives in D.C., Dominique, and I'm so proud of her. She just got into the Grammy Recording Academy. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I am so proud of you. And it's amazing and shocking. And I just took it as like, Mike, don't be envious, but be inspired by that. You know what I mean? Because yes. I'm like, dude, I just I can't wait to the day that the Academy can just look at me as someone as as that important too. You know what I mean? I so. do. 
I do. Yeah. So, be like once we sign off, like don't don't immediately click off because uh, I have something I want to run. I want to run by you when, okay. when we're when we're off head that, that I okay. think can can really help you. Okay. Um, all right. So we got about what, what do we got? We got about seven minutes left. So in okay. these in these seven minutes, like what what would you say to someone who? know some young person who wants to get into the end to the entertainment industry like what would you say to them i would say to them you know start that experience early you know and don't think that just because you're not getting the internship that's your dream department that it's not going to make a difference in your resume i think the most important thing is to have very reputable entertainment companies our reputable artists our reputable events and have a consistent on your resume, that makes a difference. People didn't start taking me seriously until they saw the years I had worked with Barry Crutcher and all the events I had worked. Then, you know, American Express, Universal Studios didn't take me as seriously until they saw um, Universal Music Group on my resume, you know? Yeah. And so once these A-list reputable companies see that you ha understand the culture of other reputable companies, they're gonna take they're going to take you on and they're going to be willing to want to uh, bring you in as an intern or bring you in as an employee, you know, and it works for the same way with the tech companies where it's like, you know, once they see you with Netflix, okay, then Hulu's going to feel comfortable and then Amazon's going to feel comfortable and then you'll just be kind of recycled around. And that's only speaking from a friend of mine who is a, a recruiter for Amazon, you know, and, um, and, and I think it's also about just being the most professional and polished individual and having really good communication etiquette you know and um, i think that's very important too like i i don't like to see sloppy young professionals you know because i just feel like they're making it hard on themselves you know yeah. and sometimes you just gotta bite the bullet and suck it up and just say this one moment in my life that may be an embarrassing or bad moment does not define everything that's gonna happen in my life you know what i mean yeah and um that's that's what i think was the best you know dress to impress all the time you know always speak not bs but speak things that are real you know you know sometimes people just talk to hear themselves talk you yes. know and it's like if you don't have really something important to say it's okay to be quiet it's okay to listen sometimes you know do yes. that you know but it's also like it's when i was like trying to be somebody in the industry you know i i was it was no sleep for me you know if i was up listening to music at night i was up applying to internships and jobs it was no sleep for me you know and then i was always thinking about a strategy i was always thinking about my next move my next plan i was always re-ramping my resume i was always doing research i was always talking to somebody to be inspired by you know it's a constant learning thing too you just can't have no laziness in it you know that's it. Love that. No yeah. laziness. Mm -hmm. And, and like, you're going to fall to places yeah. as well sometimes where it's like, okay, I, I, I wanted to be a publicist at first. And then I was like, I don't like publicity. You know what I mean? And then sometimes you have to let the industry uh, tell you what you're good at. Let's just be real. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and so they felt at one point I was good at sales, digital sales. And I was like, oh, as much as I don't like to be that guy, I guess I have that <laughs> communication that you know and i'll take that i'll do that you know so i'm cool with it yeah it's true it's like when i started my gym it was one of those things that i was always good at connecting with people i was always good at making people feel like they are more than than they think they are because mm -hmm. they are they are like uh -huh. most people most people operate on a five you know so but they have the capabilities to be a 10 but they operate on a five so mm -hmm. i i helped them 
you know, up their up their thought process so that they're always operating at a high level. Like, like a, this is a weird example. I was in a softball game on Sunday, and you know, the I was pitching, and the person pops it up in the infield, and I go running, and the third baseman was trying to call me off, but I was already in a full head of steam. I'm like, there is no way I'm stopping. And that's just how I operate in life. So whenever I hear people saying about, oh, there's no opportunities, there's no jobs, there's no this, there's no that, it's like you aren't focused enough in your search. Right. <laughs> it's right. like there's mm-hmm. opportunities everywhere. Absolutely. 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 There's, I saw on YouTube, there's a man with no arms and no legs who swims. Okay, I was like, so, so don't, so don't do tell me, okay. yeah, right? So don't tell me there's no opportunities when this guy's got no limbs, but he found absolutely. the way to swim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Absolutely, and that's what it was. I was so hungry. I was just like, I want to be at every entertainment event, whether I was getting paid for it or not. I just needed to be of the industry and around the industry all the time, and that's how I was through my 22. I, I had that strategy, that strategy in my mind, where it's like, at, people are going to see me around entertainment all the time yeah. you know um and so now obviously i'm older i have a little my strategies are a little different now yeah. but you know you have to have a strategy you know because some i had a friend tell me at one point you know an old friend tell me um when i wanted to be a publicist he said if you want to be a publicist you got to be your publicist first you know what i mean like how do you promote yourself and market yourself first and i took that seriously and i was like okay well I'm just as important as anybody else. And I'm, I'm inspired by the greats. I'm inspired by Janet Jackson. I'm inspired by Jay-Z. I'm inspired by their marketing tactics and their consistency and their content and their professionalism and their their polished projects and the marketing behind it. You know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, I wasn't going to come out with a book until I felt like it was going to be polished and, and on point, you know? And, and speaking of that, don't let me forget about what I was going to announce I, about. I, my I wasn't going to. I have it written down. Ah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, you can you can go go into that now. Yeah, so um, I am going to be releasing the second edition of my book, Four Strategies in Personal Branding and Marketing Yourself, September 19th, paperback. It will be out September 19th, edition two, September 19th. Um, so you will uh, definitely get that link soon. And I, I'm super excited about that. It's going to be in the classroom at Cal State Long Beach in January. Oh, nice. Yes, in a communication class. Um, and that all came through building relationships as well. And I really catered this book for those students. The class is a gateway to communication. So it's really teaching them how to have a career within communication. And a lot of these kids want to get into media and entertainment and the arts. And so I took a lot of the concepts from the classroom and I applied it to concepts within my book and just connected the two and married the two. And the professor loved the book and she said, this needs to be a, a course guide for my class. So Cal State Long Beach will have four strategies of personal branding and marketing yourself in January. And second edition will be out September 19th. And the second edition is going to be a lot more content. Now I'm going to be tapping into those A-list brand awareness and and, and branding professionals and marketing professionals. I'm going to be interviewing a lot of uh, different marketing professionals and really getting their insight on how they continue to build brands as well. So it's, it's, it's going to be it's going to be great. I'm super excited about it. That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So for for our final word. What would you what would you say is is the most important factor when it comes to someone's personal brand? Um, their integrity and them being genuine. I think that's the most important thing. You know, if you if, if 
if you're being genuine, you're going to release genuine content. If you have integrity, you're going to not want to to step on people to get to, to the top. You know what I mean? Yes. And so everything is is all going to come out positive and all the positive is going to come right back to you. You know what I mean? And like I said, if you're genuine as well, then you're not going to create BS projects or make BS moves just because you want to be famous or just because you want the attention, but because you believe in that project and that project is going to help somebody else. You know, like, yeah. I, hell yeah, I could have released a book several years ago, but I didn't feel knowledgeable enough. Or I didn't feel like I had the years enough until now, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, you know, and once I felt like the students were really like needing these four strategies and these four strategies really helped me, I said, okay, now is the time because it was, it was genuine and it was real. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. so yeah, Love that's it. most important. Yep. All right. So how can people get, get in touch with you on social? Um, I am Mike Barker, ENT guru, Mike Barker, ENT guru on IG. And just go to my IG. My IG will take you to all my links, my Facebook, Barker Barker, which is my business page on Facebook as well. Barker Entertainment right there will take you to all of my links as well. So, um, yeah, reach out to me. I, I tell students all the time, you need advice, you need some resume building, you need to vent, you want to talk about some strategies. Need to you book a speaker. Yes, public speaker. I'm always down for that as well. You know, I'm down for all of that. So yes, I love that. And I appreciate you, brother. I I thank you so much, man. Like I, I love I love this. The, the conversation was great. It was organic. It was nice. And uh I'm really gonna take you up on that on that offer of calling you when I'm going through those frustrations as a yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. Please do. Thank you for well, taking the time to share with, with the crew. And uh, yeah, we'll, de we'll definitely have you on, on again when that second book releases. You know, we'll see yeah. see what you're going up. You know, see what you got going on then. Yes, right? sir. I'll, I'll All right. I'll be promote that, baby. Yeah. Again, yes. don't don't sign off yet. OK. All right. Have a good day. You too. All right. It's another awesome conversation. I told you that's the best part about doing this is everyone that we meet has a great story. And with in not following these talking points, we end up getting to some some deep stuff. And that helps us better connect. You know, and that's and that's the purpose, like especially for for men. You know, it's important for for us to, to be vulnerable. It's OK to be vulnerable. It's OK to admit that you're struggling with some things. It's OK to put it out there because there's another man that's dealing with it. And he and I did not talk before this day. I didn't know that he, he was a single parent. I didn't know that his kid's mom wasn't nearby in the picture. Like and we're both dealing with that. You know what I mean? So that's why we do this stuff so we can help out our fellow brothers and sisters. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'll be back on Friday. Have a great day. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at Robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.